you know, today is Anzac Day. Uh, who knows really what Anzac Day is all about? Who, who, if, I, if I stepped back and I said, who can come up and tell me what is Anzac Day about? Can I see hands? Okay, there are a few who do know, but you probably heard me speak in the first service, so you don't count. <laughs> but you know, we came to New Zealand in 1981. I'd never heard of Anzac Day. Uh, because in, in the Netherlands, we don't... We, we have a day of national remembrance, but it's on the 4th of May. The Dutch were never involved in the First World War either. We were what they called neutral. So coming to New Zealand and, and seeing people go to these early morning services, six o'clock, I think it is. PJ was faithfully going to that. I faithfully stayed in bed. Uh, but, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I love history. I love war movies. I love true stories, not these bang, bang, shoot, shoot, but the true stories. Who's watched 1917? Who's been to that movie? Great. Gee, you young guys, you should have gone and watched that movie. I know you want these crazy things, but, you know, these are true stories. This is history. This is part of who we are as a nation. So, sorry, I can... I get very passionate about that. Uh, I've just read a book, and I'm not a reader. PJ can say that, you know. Uh, it's called The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Fascinating book. Honestly, it is. I read it in five days. Usually, it would take me five years to read a book. But anyway, I'm going to do a little history lesson to tell you where Anzac Day comes from, and then I'll, if we have time left, I will share a few other things. Anzac Day. I'll turn that on. Anzac Day, it, it comes out, you know, it was it's from the World War. The first Anzac Day service was in, in 1916. But, you know, do you know why we had this first World War? We had a second, but we had a first. Hopefully there will never be a third one. But the first World War was, was started after the assassination, and I have to read some of the stuff, of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. That was on the 28th of June, 1914, well over 100 years ago. That set up a whole chain of events, and that led to a war in early August, 1914. Germany entered the war in, on the 1st of August 1914, as I said, when it declared war on Russia. And the German invasion of Belgium caused Great Britain to declare war on Germany. So then you had all these countries starting to form alliances. And uh, so most of the main parties were now, now at war. And in October 1914, Turkey, what, which was called the Ottoman Empire, joined the war on Germany's side. So you have Germany and Turkey on one side, and then you had, of course, uh, Great Britain, and, of course, New Zealand, Australia, and the Cook Islands, as we've learned. <laughs> but we don't... Yeah, we only talk about ANZAC, which is the Army, uh, the Australian uh, and New Zealand Army Corps. We, we should probably 
put another C with it. <laughs> Double C at the end, so then we can in, yeah, incorporate the Cook Islands. But of course, we were part of the British Empire, so we were asked uh, as Aussies and New Zealanders to become involved in this First World War. The, the plan was for the, for the New Zealanders to go to Belgium, because in, in Belgium, that's where the big war was going on, really, against the Germans. Uh, but it was decided it was too cold for the, for the Kiwis and the Aussies to go straight to Belgium, in, because it was you know, October, November. So it was decided, let's send them to Egypt. Nice and warm, get, a, you know, get used to the, the climate and whatever. But anyway, then there was this fight going on, or started in, in Gallipoli. This is part of Turkey, and I'll show you on the big map in a minute, but it was all about a free passage through the Dardanelles, which is an a open way to the Black Sea. And of course, Russian at that stage was on our side. And so it was about a free passage through the Black Sea. Everybody thought we, we just, those Turks, those Ottomans, there would be no match, we just poof, and they're gone. Well, we all know if you go to the other map, I, I can show you where sort of this all took place. So there is uh, Gallipoli, and then of course a lot of the fighting happened here in Belgium. But that's where, we, so we came from Egypt, went there, and yeah, it was really, if you look a bit of history, it was like a, a one big suicide thing, really. It was fighting about nothing. We lost. We all went back. Well, not home. Then we all went to uh, to Belgium. More than 130,000 men died at Gallipoli. 87,000 were uh, Turkish or Ottoman, and 44,000 Allied soldiers, including 8,700. Uh, Australians and 2,779 Kiwis. These were mostly young men, guys 19, 20, 21. They thought it was one big adventure because it was voluntary, okay? You didn't, I don't think you had to go. These were young guys that signed up, let's go, you know, and there was all this sort of, okay, for, 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 the, for the country and whatever. So anyway, uh, yeah, it was a big loss, and then a lot of the New Zealand young men and Aussie young men and probably Cook Islanders, they ended up in the trenches in Belgium. And that was another war on its own. Uh, and then you think, why are we wearing poppies? <laughs> Anybody knows? Not that you've been in the first service. <laughs> but you know, the poppy, oh yeah, you probably know Marie, yep. The poppy came, it, it was, you know, if you've seen movies about these, the fights in Belgium, the trenches, uh, and especially, you know, these were narrow, dug, long things, and the weather, as you know, in, in that part of Europe can be horrific. So a lot of rain, the trenches were filled with water at times, uh, it, it was just a nightmare. You've seen the... You know, the fights, how people tried to crawl from one, there was barbed wire, it was... But despite all that, and it was black and gray and muddy, and on that battlefield, the first flower that started to bloom was the poppy. It was called the Flanders poppy. 
It's not like the opium poppy, it's a, it's a different poppy. The Flanders poppy. And that became the symbol of remembrance uh, of, of Anzac Day, really, and that's why we wear a poppy. And that's where the history lesson ended. <laughs> but you know, it's so important that we remember these things. You know, I, I, I don't know what you, what you learn at school, what you taught at school about the First World War, but you know, we don't just remember soldiers that fell during uh, those campaigns. We also remember the soldiers that fell during the Second World War, and there were thousands and thousands of them that, that fought uh, for, for what we would probably call now our freedom. Then we've had New Zealand soldiers fight in uh, Korea in the 50s, in Vietnam in the early 60s. We had them um, fight in Afghanistan, uh, in Timor-Leste. So New Zealand Army, Air Force, Navy have always you know, uh, probably been involved in, in wars where maybe America, Aussie, Great Britain have been involved in. And of course we have a great peace uh, keeping force as well that are serving in the Middle East and different countries where there's uh, conflict. So we formed this alliance with, with Aussie. Yeah, so you still hear you talk about how we and Aussie are friends. Well, we, I'm, I'm, I'm not we. Uh, uh, you know, New Zealand and Aussie are sort of friends. Sometimes we call them, they say we're cousins. You know, I've heard prime ministers talk about we're like cousins. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, why are we like that? Because we have a, a, a common, you know, we, we, we both speak the same language. We have common interests. We have a trade agreements. We have all these things that, that we have in common, and that's why we, we call it an alliance. Uh, my best ally is PJ, because if you haven't, yeah, I have formed an alliance with PJ, which is called marriage. <laughs> I know, it's an alliance, you know. Uh, so we have, have mutual interests. We have, you know, kids. We have all kinds of things that we do together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, you can have the same. Like church, this church, you know, you're here by choice. You've chosen Elam as your home church, I suppose. Why? Because we have certain things in common. We, we believe what we believe in. I hope you've read our statement of faith. You know, that's why you're here. The kind of worship we do, the kind of things we do, that's what you br brought you to, to, to Elam. So Elam is kind of a, you're part of this alliance. So I'm going to talk a little bit about friends. Uh, if I'll pick somebody. How many friends have you got on Facebook? No, no, you young guys, because I don't do Facebook, so I can't. How many friends have you got on Facebook? couple of hundred. Anybody higher than that? <laughs> How many? Oh! Would you call them really friends? No. See, they're not friends. They're just Facebook people. They're not really your friends, all right? They defriend you by the click of a button. They just push and you defriend it. You can do that online, but you can't do it in well, you probably can do it in real life, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about friendship. Real friendship. What it means and what, what it involves. 
because it just does not happen overnight, okay? Uh, Pastor Enz and PJ have talked about, you know, the thing that we're not made to be alone, you know? Otherwise, it would have just been Adam on this planet and nobody else. But, you know, so we are made not to be on our own. I, I used, I'm a psychiatric nurse, and, and I used to work with a psychiatrist, and quite often we had patients who said, Doctor, I want to go home. And the, he always would say, okay, if you're well enough, yes, I will let you go home, but who are you going to live with? He always said, it's not good for you to be on your own, locked away in your little room with your thoughts and I don't know what else, but so he always, and it never, I've never forgotten that, because it's so important, even if you live alone, that you have a close friend, somebody you can call in time of, of need, despair, or whatever. So let's have a look at some of the scriptures that uh, we're going to flick up. I'm going to be very quick. If you want to make notes, that's fine. I've not re-listened to the message. So the first one is, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the ways of the wicked leads them astray. You know, you have a choice who you are friends with. I'm not forced to be friends with Tiffany, or he's not forced to be a friend of mine. We, we're good mates, <laughs> but that's about it. Nah. <laughs> But, you know, we choose our friends. And I'm saying, choose your friends carefully. There are certain types of people you really should avoid, like lazy people, angry people, immoral people, greedy people, unbelieving people. Maybe that's a bit far-fetched, but, you know... You probably can add a few other people. Look, any person who have, has probably a negative influence on your life, maybe you shouldn't call them friend. Because I can tell you, a person who's always angry will have an influence on you. It rubs off somehow. It's the same with lazy people. People who sit at home, do nothing. I don't know what it is, but, you know, it, it rubs off on you. So, try to find friends who stimulate you mentally, support you emotionally, and strengthen you spiritually. Just get some good people. You don't need 500 friends. <laughs> One or two are probably enough. Good friends. You know, the circle is sometimes bigger because you can say, look, I've got 15 friends. Yeah, that's great. So what can you do to build friendships? Here we go. Next one. Don't look at your own interests, but look at the interests of others, it says in Philippians. You know, get interested in the life of other people. Don't talk about all your needs, your aches, your pains, your desires, your goals. 
All about me, 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 you, 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 me. Show a real interest in the other person. Ask. Because as I said, friendships don't just happen. It takes time, and it's not just an automatic thing. Friends also go through. We, we came to New Zealand, as I said, in 1981. We made some really good friends came from the same country because we had so we had same interests, we had same language, yeah, that's the kind of stuff. We're still friends now. We don't see each other that often, but when we see each other, it's like it clicks. We don't have to catch up over the last year. Bang. These are friends. Friends will come if you, need, if, if you ring them and say, look, I'm in, in deep. Can you come? And they will probably drop what they're doing. Another easy thing to do to make friends or build friendships is smile. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. I've been accused of smiling too much. I don't know if, if it can happen, but I, I like to smile. I like to smile at people. I hate people who always look grumpy and gloomy. And, you know, it's like the world is ending. I know we go through moments when we, you know, there's nothing to smile about. I know that. But I'm one of those guys. If I walk from Camellia F, where I park my car on, a, on, a, on work day, and walk to the hospital, I probably say good morning to people on the road, even if I have no clue who they are, but I try to order a bit. You know, I mean, you can say good morning with a bit of a smile on your face. Some people probably think, what an idiot, but that's fine. Others will say good morning back. So, cheap thing to do, smile at people. Costs nothing. Power in a smile. The next thing. Ooh, that's a big one. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Stand out in a crowd. Be different. Don't be a chronic complainer, moaner, groaner, or whatever you want to call it. There's plenty of those people, all right? Be a positive thinker. I think positive. I, I see the good in people. Although sometimes I think, oh gosh, this doesn't look good, you know, but I'm... I like the people still give a bit of hope. And as you know, I work in the hospital, I see a lot of sick people. You know, sometimes there is not a lot of hope. But if it can get a little bit of hope, man, it makes such a difference. Nobody likes to be around a, 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 a moaner. I used to work with a girl. She would come to work in the morning and, oh, another day. I said, yeah, it is another day. It's a good day. Oh, you the pay is, hmm, you know, and, and, and I mean, every time I say, hmm, there was a, not a, a word that I can repeat here. And she went on and on. And I can tell you, it influenced the whole team. We all started to think, yeah, the pay is not great. <laughs> yeah, some of those patients are real. And then I thought, no, 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 no. I don't want to come to work like this. I want to come to work and enjoy my day. 
as much as I can. I mean, it's not, you know, nursing is not always great. But anyway, I had a word with her. I said, look, I'm sick and tired of you moaning and groaning. Uh, look, I'm straight up. I mean, that is, you know, probably this day and age, we probably have to sit down nicely and say, and probably with a witness. <laughs> anyway, I told her I was sick and tired of her moaning and groaning. If you don't want to be here, quit. There are jobs down the road. Finished. It took a while, but she, she did change a bit. You know, <laughs> she probably needed Jesus to become perfect. But <laughs> right, next, let's go. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Am I, uh, where am I? That's in James. Listen to people. You know, sometimes we're very quick to talk. And I, I'm guilty of that, you know. I sometimes have to step back and, and, and let people tell their story. But you listen. Don't fill in the gaps, because we're pretty quick to do that as well. You know, I have people and they have speech problems. And they start trying to tell you something, and I already fill in the gaps. I worked with a young guy, and he had what we call locked-in syndrome. You've probably seen him all on TV. He's, he's quite well-known. Uh, and he would read and communicate with a board with the alphabet, and his eyes would move to the letter. And so I would say, how are you feeling, Nick? And then he, you know, his eye would go to the G. And I, G, and then I would say, G, and he looked to Oh, I said, good. And he got so angry because he didn't want me to fill in the gap. He wanted to finish the word or the whole sentence. But it took so much patience. <laughs> and that's what we sometimes need. Patience. Listen to a person. You know? Because sometimes we already make up our mind and we fill in the gaps and do all that stuff. So listen, people. Listen, listen, listen. Hear what the other person has to say. If you have teenagers, you probably know you have to repeat certain messages twice, three times. Accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you. That's the next one. You know, Jesus ac has accepted us, isn't it? With, with who we are. We don't need to be perfect. That's why he came. And he, be, you know, we sang in that song, He's our friend, lover of our soul. You know, we, we, he's our friend. Well, he is our friend. So if he accepts us, then maybe we should accept people that are different. I'm not saying you should accept their sin or, or, or their lifestyle, but at least make an attempt to, uh, yeah, to... to meet with them or have some sort of communication going. <clears throat> I, I said in the first service, we, we used to do, you know, we come out of sort of youth group ministry and all that. When we were in Tyroa, we had a little youth group going on a, on a Friday night with chips and whatever. And one young guy, one night, uh, he, he was a very regular, really quite an intellectual guy who liked to discuss and debate stuff. And, uh, and one night we sit there, you know, with probably about 10 of us in a circle, and he said, I just want to say something. I'll just let all of you know that I'm gay. 
okay. <laughs> what do you say? What do you do? You drop them and say, like, sorry, mate, this is a Christian youth group. No. He remained a friend. He's still a friend. I don't like his lifestyle. I don't like, you know, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you can't. Jesus was friend of sinners. If he can do it, we can do it, isn't it? So please, yeah, don't just, you know, <laughs> be friends. Uh, what did I write? Sometimes we agree to disagree. You know, and that is fine. I, I disagree with my granddaughter because I'm not a Jacinda fan and she loves Auntie, I call her Auntie Jacinda. She loves Auntie Jacinda. Look, I'm not a labor man, so we, we agree to disagree in that department. Okay? We don't do a lot of talking about that. Sometimes you just, yeah, don't discuss certain things. Right, next thing is help feel people significant, important, and value people. Romans 12, verse 10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor, honor one another above yourselves. Yeah? People like to be valued. People like to be appreciated. People like to be encouraged. You know, we, we all do. I mean, sometimes it gets you through the day, isn't it? When somebody says, well done, mate, that was, that was really good what you did. And that's why it's so important that you, you're, you know, wherever you work or your environment you're in, that you have bosses or managers or colleagues that do encourage you and value you what you're doing. Because we do well under that kind of stuff. Next, sympathize. If you want friends... Be real and show your emotions. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So be real. Be sensitive to people's needs. You know, when your friend hurt, you hurt. I'm easy, I'm easy in crying. I'm just thinking of something now and it already makes me emotional. But you know, when, when we're happy, let's have fun together. Be happy, you know. Let's be happy. The Chiefs won again. Whoa! <laughs> Only two points, but they did it again. And isn't it funny? We always talk about we won. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> I wasn't even there. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> well, we won. They did, really. But, you know, hey. Uh, yeah, so, so, you know, be, be sensitive. Be, as I said, cry with your friends. Laugh with your friends. Stick with your friends in tough times. Friendship means commitment. And I, I wrote down four things. It's time, it's about time. As I said, if you, if you have a good friend, if you want to be a good friend, spend time together. You can't expect to be good friends on Facebook. I'm sorry, it does not work. Time spent is with a real person. Face to face, body to body, whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, 
typing on Messenger. Yeah, maybe okay, but we've had issues in the family because people type stuff and then people don't read back and it becomes all a big issue because you said this and he said that and talk face-to-face, -face, communication, be together, yeah. enjoy each other's triumphs, and be there in time of trial. So as I said, you don't need a lot of friends, you don't need 500, because it's not a sign of how popular you are. <laughs> a couple of friends is great, at least one. You're not here to please everybody, okay? You're not here to please the whole world. I hope that if you're good friends, that you conf confront each other as well, because that's what friends do as well. Be honest with each other and tell you, I don't like this, or can you do this, can you do that? So, and it's about that honesty with each other. And then, the next one, <coughs> this, is, it, this is, is about the story of the, the demon-possessed man, and Jesus healed him. And of course, he was you know, a happy customer, and he really wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to go with Jesus, but Jesus told him, no, no, you're, you're not coming with me. Uh, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. You know, and that is still part of, of, I wouldn't say our primary goal. It's still part of who we are. If you're a born-again Christian, if, if you have faith in Christ, if you put God, Jesus, Holy Spirit first, then you want to share it with others, isn't it? You want to talk. Because what the heart is full of, it, 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 it overflows, isn't it? It comes out. So uh, that's what this man was told to do. So if you have friends at work or whatever, find opportunities to share Christ. Share your faith with them. Because Christ is still your ultimate friend. Even if you think there's nobody left in this world, even if you think I have no friends, there's nobody who really cares about me, I'm lonely, I'm lost, or whatever, Christ Jesus is your friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. If I could sing it, I'd sing it, but I, I'm not a singer. <laughs> oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Yes, yeah, see, I know the first line. But, <laughs> but, you know, he is our friend, ultimate. We can always go to him. You don't have to make phone calls. You don't have to send a text. Yeah, I see that hand. Uh, no, no, I thought PJ was waving at me. <laughs> She's already gave her life to Jesus. So. <laughs> but you know, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm going to be serious now. But you know, there are a lot of lonely people around this 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 world. There may be lonely people in this room. You know, and and, and again, I'm I'm you know, social media. You may have a lot of friends, but they really, what what people need in this world, in this planet is real people. People that can touch you, hold you, hug you, cry with you, laugh with you, and you can't do that on 
social media unless maybe you do FaceTime, I don't know, but still not the same. I, I like real people. <laughs> so, as I said, Jesus is our friend. Through thick and thin, through ups and downs, highs and lows. And if you don't know him, he's there. He's waiting. It's so easy. You know, you don't have to travel. You don't have to go anywhere. Right now, right here, you can just ask, Hello, Jesus, you want to be my friend? And you know what he will say? Come. Welcome. Yeah, I've been waiting for you. Oh, it makes me... <laughs> you know, that's what he said many years ago to me. And I said, yes, here I am. And at times I, I forget him because I think I can do it on my own. You know, I don't need you, Jesus. I, I'm okay. Thank you. But then there are moments I have to say, no, I can't. Hello, Jesus. <laughs> if you're sitting here today and you don't know Jesus, don't leave today by not reaching out to him or saying, I want to be your friend. And I know the answer. He says, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. I'm going to be your friend.